What's going on, everybody? This is the Cerebral Fit Podcast, and I'm the host and creator, James Ruiz. Live and in, in, in color, at least as, as of this recording. You never know, I could go black and white. Uh, Pleasantville reference there. Ugh. Nonetheless, I hope everyone's having a great day. Massive thanks for everyone listening to part one of the Ramblings of Mad Men. Um, you know, that's one of those episodes that you kind of just... It happens, you know, you just sit down with someone, especially a good friend like Terrence, and you talk, and that was just what was on our mind, you know, for the few hours that we spoke, and, um, you know, when it comes to marijuana, CBD oil, you know, there's a lot of controversy that will surely follow that, and that's just the nature of the beast, you know, when you really get down to the, to the nastiness and to just to the reality of things, I should say, you know, maybe nastiness is a bit harsh word, but... I think reality is more fitting. Um, you know, in our cases, you know, it's um, the usage of both of those things have really helped us out in terms of stress, anxiety, and you know, after listening to the episode a few times, you know, it really hit me that that might be something that I need to really look more into in terms of you know, from an advocacy standpoint. Uh, you never know. I could be seen in Washington D.C. or you know Austin, you know, talking to these individuals, these policymakers, you know, uh, about marijuana, about CBD oil, about hemp, and just how beneficial it can be. I mean, you know, one of the things about working in Department of Homeland Security for nine years is just the amount of uh, veterans that I worked with, and so, you know, you hear, you know, from various backgrounds, of course, and um, experiences altogether you know they they always talked about that and its use and how it helped him you know it helped him out honestly and so that's something that kind of you know when we and we mentioned it in the episode how mind-boggling it it is that this is still illegal you know it's an archaic stance and you know i'm not saying that uh dare didn't teach me some lessons it sure did but you know as you get older science gets wiser and better and then you just figure out the benefits of it so nevertheless We've arrived to part two of this um, episode arc. And in this episode, we, we do carry on with the marijuana CBD talk, but we talk more in detail about MMA. You know, Terrence is a big MMA fan. I'm a growing MMA fan. We really dive into Ronda Rousey, Brock Lesnar, and especially John Bones Jones, a very controversial fighter. Uh, we also t- mentioned a bit about you know Josh Gordon and some other you know athletes that will pop in there from around the uh, world of sports. That uh, we even go into religion a little bit, just a little bit. Um, doesn't take up much of the episode, but you know, it's uh, certainly one of those things that just pops open topic wise so i hope you enjoy the ramblings of men part two you know you go back to the marijuana thing you go back to the cbd thing what if do you think that that they would have hypothetically you know, they made this legal, have been for maybe 10 years, maybe five, you know. Do you think that would have saved some lives, some careers? I honestly think it would have. Kind of like I mentioned earlier with Gordon. I really wonder if he wouldn't have had a successful NFL career if he hadn't been allowed to smoke marijuana. Yep. Certainly think that it would have 
I mean, it's just in that case, yeah, absolutely with Josh Gordon. And then you got who are the other notorious, like the oh, shit. Uh, Ricky Williams. Well, Ricky Williams would probably still be in the league. Well, I mean, he, he would probably I mean, he. There's I mean, a chance he would be. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially on the extended use of it, especially if it was on a legal stance, how it could have prolonged someone's career. That's actually a great study that should be done. It probably will be done. But just I figure it will be at some you know, point. Can it? It's, it's probably I honestly being done now. Yeah, it has to be done very quietly. On the low. It's like, yeah. oh, by the way, <laughs> A and B have been doing this for so long. Started mm-hmm. off, A has been access, you know, to to this, whereas B was not access privy to marijuana. Oh, would you look at here? And I figure they're doing that <coughs> probably quite a bit at lower levels. Oh, you know, not quite the NFL level. Yeah. But maybe somewhere a little bit quieter. I think CBD. I bet that's getting. I, I, well, it's got to be. That's got. That's, that's that may be getting tested at the NFL yeah, level. Yeah, tested at the NFL level and collegiate level, where you're having your athletes go out there. You know, okay, we'll, we'll experiment. And it, you know, if I go, if I even lessen it down a bit more, I can promise you that they're on a not even on an athletic level that you're gonna. They'll be testing that with just normal people. Oh yeah. You know, okay, you're an athletic person. Here you go. We're gonna give you this. We're gonna give you that. Let's see what goes. And I mean, they'll be seeing more of those. Mm-hmm. And I really think that it's going to be that the results from it will increase the CBD usage, which will supply and demand. Could make it more expensive, but at that same time, it goes in trends. Like years ago, uh, Ray Rice, when, he, when, when they won the Super Bowl, he was, I use deer antler spray. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, you go to every gym at that after that. Every gym had that. We're we have deer antler spray. It's like, <laughs> oh shit. Person never used it. I don't really care to use it. You know, whatever. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, yeah. People tend to have their little idiosyncrasies. Yeah, much so. Now we're gonna shift gears now to MMA. I've grown to become a. I'm still a newbie in my eyes of MMA. You are a longtime MMA fan supporter. Yes, sir. Connoisseur, if you will. And we'll kind of, we'll stick to the marijuana thing too, but it's currently illegal to smoke that. Yes. No, that's like, we can, I'm sure Nate, Nate and Nate Diaz would probably. Yeah, the Diaz brothers have fully experienced that. Yes. <laughs> Do you think that if they said, okay, let's just make it legal to heal, how do you think that that would benefit the overall sport? I think it would be a good thing all the way around. I think just kind of goes back to helping certain people get through certain obstacles mentally. And the Diaz brothers are kind of examples of that, but at the same time, they're also kind of dumbasses. They could beat the shit out of me, but they're dumbasses. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just more of their braggadocious, just, you know, it's going back to the, the act thing. It's like, okay... You know, I'll lead to the same thing. I'm gonna promote myself. I wanna promote the fight. My I'm just gonna turn the volume up. Exactly. Um, do the same thing. You know, I, I've seen a few of their fights. You know, they're talented some bitches, but no, no, they know. can fight. You know. When was the last time they fought? Oh man, it's been a while for either one of them. Well, I bet right now after John Jones' thing where he popped, I think that that I I'm honestly surprised we haven't heard anything more from his last fight 
you know, whether... They're keeping that all... Keeping it. Well... Too quiet. Too quiet, but I think regardless of the results, they're going to release the information. They're going to say, he, he tested clean. Okay. You tested clean, then that goes to, in my opinion, at that point, if it tested clean, then maybe we ought to look at this testing thing one more time. What 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 are we banning? I mean, uh, he seems like a guy, Johnny Bones, and we've talked about this before. I like his fighting style. Damn really good do. fighter. Damn good fighter. I'm a big fan of the striking ability because I've, I've described this with people on the street, wherever. I'm a striker. I'm a natural striker. My ground game sucks because I have no ground game. <laughs> so when I look at John Jones and seeing his fights, you know, that, that spinning elbow is, is the a The fluidity of it. Yes. Is incredible. You know, most, you know, I don't know about you. How many fights have you been in and seen where someone actually can actually deliver a crisp elbow? Very few. Yeah. And so I was actually, when I was training the other day with one of my clients, I told her flat out, it's like, I, I showed her how to do an elbow. It's like, this is probably going to be one of the most, the best things you could know because no one really is going to see it. Because no. I said, okay, show me some punches. What can you do? So she started just kind of doing all these wild haymakers, hammer punches. And I'm just, I'm kind of chuckling. And I was like, okay, you know, you, you look like someone I, you know, a lot of bar fights that I've seen because that's yeah. everyone's visceral reaction. So I was kind of just like, based off my martial arts experience, not saying I'm a black belt, but you know, I showed her this is, you know, this elbow, you can end it almost. I mean, if you get that in the nose, huh? fight's over. If you're on target, it's pretty much finished. Yeah, yeah you're, I mean, it's over. And... You know, seeing that elbow, I remember the first time as even just a trivial fan. Mm-hmm. I was just, I was impressed with it. Oh, yes. I mean, so of course, you know, when I saw that, you know, you Google him, who is this guy? John Jones, you know, and this was when he started getting, you know, in the beginning, he was starting to get that momentum. And that's when all the shit came to light. Well, I got a booze problem, drug problem, whatever you want to name it. All these different problems came to light. So you... Cocaine-induced hit and run. Oh, God. At one point. God, that's that's Albuquerque living for you. (laughs) Shout out to all you Albuquerque viewers or listeners, whatever the hell. But, I mean, that's, you know, John Jones to me. I think mentally, I, I'm, it's like, where are you at, man? Like, I understand that you're, you claim to be a Christian man. You claim, you know, to me, even that in itself is a bold fucking statement because you're essentially just, you're, you're, kind of, you're putting the target on yourself, but at the same time, that's a lot to live up to because if you, if you truly, truly, live up to that Christian lifestyle. Yeah. Me and you both know a lot of devout Christians. Yes, sir. That's not easy. No, it's almost impossible for most people. It is impossible, you know, for most people, but it's a discipline in itself because, you know, some of the best Christian people I know have got past. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm not talking just, oh, they've had indulgences and just, like, having a beer in there. No, they got passed. And, you know, they're all the better for it. You know, I'm not advocating that we all go and have a fucked up, you know, whatever few years and something we try to reclaim or reclaim newborn Christians. But, like, you know, in the discussions I've had with some of these individuals that I know, 
you know, they mention the word lifestyle. You have to make it a part of your lifestyle. Other than that, if you don't, you know, you're just essentially, uh, what is it for? You're sticking your toes in it. Yeah. You know, you don't want to stick your toes in it. You want to dive right into it, you know, and, and go with that. Um, of course, me and you on the concept of religion, uh, similar boats somewhat in the same kind of vicinity of that we both, you know, years ago you got baptized. I was there for that. Yep. And where would you say you're at now? Well, I'm not a believer. There you go. So I'm a guy who's been baptized and has a cross tattooed on his back that does not believe in any gods. And there you have it. And myself, uh, dude, I don't know what the fuck. Like, <laughs> even atheist, you know, I can't say atheist. But then at that same time, I can't even say agnostic. I'm just, I'm there. And that's understandable. You know, I think and, a lot of people are in that place. And you struggle, you know, I struggle with it. I say struggle with it. Let me rephrase that. I'm learning with it. I'm, I'm, I'm learning of it. And I'm probably actually, like last year, I read Ecclesiastes, I think. Yes. I read that in January of last year as a means to kind of just, uh, of all people, Mr. Chris Pratt was reading it and I put it on social media and I thought, okay, well, I'll give it a look-see. And I actually enjoyed it from more of a philosophical perspective on the concept of work and the fact that what I got from it was we only have one life. You can't carry all this shit with you when you go to the grave. So live it all now. Which to me is a universal principle that, I mean, it's fucking true. It applies. It applies. Yeah. It very much applies. And so I'll probably be rereading that here again, I guess, but... You know, you know, look what John Jones did. He got us on a religious conversation. <laughs> going back to Mr. Johnny Bones, like, he just does not... You don't go on a radio show, a podcast, television, proclaim yourself to be a man of God, a follower of Christ, and then, and then completely just, you know, fuck up. I mean, we all fuck up, but like... Fuck up and then just kind of like blatantly, you know. It makes it look like he's just trying to use it to kind of get back in everybody's good graces. Yeah. And, oh, look how I've changed. I mean, you haven't changed, man. But he's just still the same dude. And I'll eat my... Which I don't mind on that religious level. Dude, nobody's perfect. Oh, all nobody's. of us fuck up. We all fuck up continuously. The problem is people when they're not learning from it. Yeah. And this continuing down the same shit. Sad thing, though, I think, is that I think the majority of people, honestly, they know they can learn from it, but they choose not to. And, I mean, you know, I'm, you're 35, I'm 34, you know, you put us in, like, in the room right now, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, we can feel older. You put us in a room full of 20-year-olds, we're going to feel old as Oh, well. very. You that put us in a room of fucking... Unpleasant. 75, 65, 85 year old, I think that tone will change. Oh, yeah. You know, but we, even in our age, the mileage we've accrued, we've learned. So you look, you know, when I see someone like Johnny Bones, you're essentially on top of the world, in the MMA world. You're, I don't know how many times I've heard him regarded as the greatest fighter ever. 
which is a bold fucking statement. And he's on a pretty short list, no matter yeah. who you declare the greatest. Because then, you know, you go the greatest. I mean, you can throw Brock in there. I would throw Brock in there. I know that that's kind of a still, but eh. You got Hoist Gracie, uh, Ronda Rousey. Amanda For a Nunez. while, yes. Yeah. Amanda Nunez now, definitely. Amanda Nunez. I mean, uh, GSP. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Anderson Silva for a very yeah. long time. Anderson Silva, I think. Was unstoppable. Very unstoppable. And I just... But... You know, it's that... There's so many things, you know, that are... That are that what made them great? What could have kept them great? You know? And I say kept them great. What could have kept them going longer? Just because, you know, the greatness will stop. It all stops. And it does for all of us. For anybody yeah. on any level doing yeah. anything... It stops. We grow older and we deteriorate. Yeah. You know, we were talking about football earlier, the, the, the classic Breeze situation. Let's say Breeze or it, this it comes down to Breeze or Brady in the Super Bowl. Okay. The story of that line, the storyline will be you got two of the greatest of all time finally going head-to-head in the biggest game of the, you know that you can have. Yeah. It'll probably, I mean, if that ends up being it, could very well be that way. You know, I mean, that it'll be approached as two old men. Yeah, face off. Yeah, this is gonna be. I mean, do that's when the convert the you know the, the the question will be asked. Well, what happened? Who will if you win, Brady or Breeze? Do you go out on top? Do you? Is this the pin? This is the pinnacle of your greatness. You went out in the Super Bowl. You beat arguably in, in Breeze situation. You go out and beat Brady, who is regarded as the as the the GOAT, if you will. Mm-hmm. Does he retire? Same thing will be asked to Brady. You go out... Oh, either you, way, it works out that yeah, way. It works out that way. You, you just go. beat yeah. one of the guys that will always be considered and talked yeah. about with your name for greatest of all time. Yeah. Is that, is that it? Is that it? Do you stop here? Do we take the Elway, Manning... Kind of taking something we talked about a, a while back. If we don't count the Wizards, but the Jordan approach, no. Do you stop? Do you do you know this is where the this is you're at the line of where you've achieved. You're on you're on the downslope. You're on the downslope now, and so, you know, like shifting back to MMA. I mean, this was like a Anderson Silva, you know, like, and the weekend. Who is about to have a damn good fight? Against Israel Adesanya. Cheap we will be watching that one. Yes. When, is this, when is this coming up? Oh, man. I think it's... I cannot remember. I'll have to look that up, actually. But that Adesanya, he can fight. That He's going to put on a show. Put on a show. And this I think UFC he's got... Tour. This is UFC. Okay. And he's got the kind of style... Those elbows, spinning okay. elbows that you were talking about earlier, right, his right. ability to move. All right. We're going to have that coming, so. That'd be a huge victory for him, though. I mean, even though that Silva's on the, I guess. He, he is on his decline. He's on his decline, Point but I mean, you go into a fight, you beat Anderson Silva. It's a hell of a notch on your belt. Yes. What, he, he recently knocked out Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis of the oh I know not Derek Lewis. So Derek Brunson, I'm sorry. Okay, Derek Brunson. That was a yes. shit. A very good fighter. 
He's not quite. He's not quite Derek Lewis. He doesn't quite have that. But well, Lewis, damn good fighter. Lewis was kind of now. I mean, and I like this character, and I like I say his character. He's a good fighter. I just you know after he beat Oh Boy in dramatic fashion, and then immediately signs up and fights DC. I mean, I'm a newbie in this, but I was like, Ugh. I mean, are we kind of going for the money grab? It was. And it it was. was completely a money grab, and I'm still glad he got it. He got it. Um, you know, I think he is he was he legit when saying he was a Popeyes ambassador down or something. Like that? <laughs> I mean, he is good. He's getting paid. Happy for him. Pay. You know, he can feed his family, take care yeah, of his family. Dude, he's still going to be getting big fights. Yeah, and he. Will. I forget who, but he's got a fight coming up. That's actually going to be a good one, I think. That's Junior Dos Santos. Ooh, really? That's who he's going to get. Okay, I know Junior. I yes. know Junior. But, dude, he's more one of those, you get behind him because. How can you, how can you not? Well, a lot of people have trouble. He does have some troubling things in his past. <laughs> Going back to that past. So, a lot of people have that problem with him. You know, if you're someone that has a problem, I mean, we're all human. We've all had problems with each other's people's past. I keep, the way that I tried it and I tell myself this, it's like, okay, I know you got a past. Yeah, have you never fucked up? Yeah. To anybody out there who yeah. takes that approach with other people, yeah. have you never fucked up? There are going to be some people out there bold enough and fucking crash enough to say that no, they haven't fucked up. And I'm going to be that motherfucker. They're either liars or they're on a whole different level than me. I would probably be willing to bet about 99% of the time they're liars. There's probably one fucking person out there, or a percentage of people out there, I should say, that probably have been okay in terms of I mean they may have been living under a rock and under certain some rules and seclusion that they have cannot say that I we didn't fuck up on certain levels but yeah oh various levels various levels almost everyone that you can yeah but you know it's called life life and that's what I like about Derek Lewis is the fact that his character made, you know, when I was watching him as a newbie thinking, you know, hear a little bit of the story and then seeing him fight. The dude wasn't the most crisp fighter ever. No. Not, not by any stretch of the means, but it was the heart. He had as much heart as anybody ever has. Yeah. That stepped in that octagon. And so that's something that, you know, I always, I always go back to Rocky 2 when I hear this. But like, you know... Or Rocky Three, actually. When Apollo Creed's talking to him, Rocky Balboa, you know, in, in Mickey's gym, and he tells him flat out, you know, you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. That's a very telling thing because, you know, in, in sports in general, it's the hustle you bring to it. You can yes. go out there and play great, but you may not necessarily be the most crisp person. I can admit right now that I'm not the most crisp and fluid person, like in basketball, and even in martial arts, but it's what I feel, me personally, what I feel I bring when I play because I love to play. Exactly. And so I will dive in for the rebound. I will dive in for that without no care in the world that I may land wrong. You know, and, and so when, you, when I saw that Derek Lewis fight, I thought, man, okay, I can get behind this guy. Did I think he was going to be DC? No. No. No, he didn't have a shot at that one. Yeah. DC's just... Um, you know, I think, I think a good combination of a natural fighter, but more very scientific. Oh, yeah, he studied. Studied it. Okay. That man has put in a lot of work. You know. 
And there is that part of me that does, just for the more of the the humbling sake, that maybe he does fight John Bones Jones. And yeah, finally like gets that, that is a possibility. And goes in and actually beats him. And, I mean, to me, if he does that, that would be the, the best way to cap off his career. It so would be. Say, hey, I finally did it. I got over the hump. I beat him. You know, because he's still John Bones Jones. Unless oh, he yeah. pops for whatever else, if he does, I could be wrong. But I, I think, <laughs> apparently know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, okay, you have a little in your system. We'll just move the fight. Move the fight. California. Oh, wait, you popped again? Okay, well, who who else want, who, who else can take him? Kentucky? Can you? you mean, whatever. Uh, that was such a... <laughs> man... You you know, mm, what can you say about that? On across the, the whole board, it just made the whole thing just look. Oh man, it was pretty damn iffy, very iffy. Because you want but, the you want the sport to be as legitimate as possible. Yes, and you we, want to give we, the people what they want. Yeah, but <sighs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just hard to approach. You want to see these great fights. Some of us still want to see some of it done right. Yeah. Done right. And then it's like, well, if you're going to continue to go down this route where this individual can still pop, but yet he fights, I mean, shit, then, then, then why do we have these rules? Yeah. Let it go. Okay, fine. You want to take this? Take that. Hell, all of you motherfuckers take it. Let's see what happens. I mean, whatever. Well, if they stay on this road, it's just going to become a joke. Yeah. At some point, you have to give up trying to even appear like you give a shit. Yeah. If nothing is going to be done with certain people. Yeah. And yet other people go through these same circumstances and face expulsion, suspensions, mm-hmm. which he's already gone through those processes. Yeah. Still is on the same path doing the same exact things. Yeah. They've just stopped enforcing punishment. Enforcing it in favor of a payday. And I and I think they're I think they're attempting to set up kind of his dethroning with DC. From what I'm understanding, the fight's gonna be if they do get to have that fight, it's gonna be at heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Jones will try to move up and have both belts. I think that gives DC a decided advantage. I think so too through the wrestling, so on and so forth side of things, yeah. where it's going to make him a little bit better, a little bit better matched up. Yeah. And those, I mean, that would be, I mean, if they have the heavyweight, I think the light heavyweight at this point with those two. Mm-hmm. heavyweight. Get that, because you want to build that up. Yeah. I mean, Rock, when he left, you know, we got beat, you know, with the diver to... Once again, I'm going to be butchering this word, but when he had that illness. Yeah. You know, that. Was it diverticulitis? Yes. Okay. You know, thank you. Gotcha. Uh, he wasn't the same. I mean, yeah, he came back and beat Mark Hunt, but then, of course, he pops off or whatever. <laughs> I mean, he's claiming he took it for more male enhancement, which. Well, that's one of the pet responses. Yeah, you know, I, I, helped I, needed started. A, I needed a bit more to, you know. Shit, that makes me wonder. Wonder if you know Ashwagandha is one of those banned things because I've been taking that and you know I, I'm 
as a man, I can say it's definitely, you know, not, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm humble enough to say that I'm not as quiet, you know, I'm not an 18-year-old anymore, well, where no. not, none of us are, where, you know, you know, we see a, a skirt walking that's very attractive, and then instantly, bam, you know, <laughs> for me, it's a bit more cerebral, a little bit, yeah, you know, I'm a bit like, okay, well, you, you're reading, you, you, you do this and that, all right, you know, whatever, but, you know, with that stuff, that's a natural herb, makes me wonder, going back to the testing of it, what exactly, I mean, yeah, testosterone, but I mean, that increases my testosterone, so I guess I couldn't fight either. I'd have that advantage, maybe, I mean, shit, I don't know. But once again, it's just, you know, what I mentioned earlier about Johnny Bones, and then let's say that they, I think they will reveal it. I think that we'll say, okay, he came out clean, he came out dirty. Of course, they're 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 hoping for the you know the the former of he comes out clean and great we were we were all we were all wrong in judging this man fine okay and once again it goes back to then what's wrong with your testing yeah it's a situation I don't think they really have any clean way out of nope. especially with the actions that they've taken with it yeah I mean they set a bad precedent I mean I do anticipate one lawsuit or you know, class action lawsuit from a bunch of fighters saying, you kicked my ass out because I'd popped for this, but yet this son of a bitch here. It wouldn't surprise me. Same level. I think they'd have a case. Very good case. Get a small payday out of it and where you go. But once again, it's just, you know, going back to the marijuana thing, once it becomes hopefully legalized across the board and even in sports, you know, I think that that could really truly bring... That could do it. Could do wonders for the sport, you know. I say sport, but sports in general, because you're you're gonna have that, not you know something that's not, it's not a pill, it's not big pharma. Hopefully, you know the Diaz brothers would be vindicated. We could smoke all we want. <laughs> Go out and train for eight days, eight hours a day, you know, fellas. Light up at the end of the night. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy yourself and uh, get ready for Conor McGregor or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that is actually a possibility with them. Yeah, go back and do that. I mean, I think it just once again. I mean, I if I sound like an advocate, I guess I am. I guess I'm just a grassroots advocate for someone who's been on that side of the, of the fence where it was deemed a delin- you know something that's a, de- a degenerate would do a drug addict. But now on the other side of the fence, I've done my research. I've used it. I know what it does for me personally. It is not a drug to me. Marijuana is not a drug to me. It is essentially a holistic method of going about calming my anxiety, calming my stress. And I'm all better for it. Exactly. You know? And if anybody has a problem with that, then that, that's their problem for them to dissect on their own time and do that. If anybody right. has a problem with it, they have likely not interacted much with it. Yeah. I mean, and I suppose maybe going to a party... You know, in high school or college. Oh, a lot of people have that memory. I got so stoned that I just danced and then threw up. Yeah. Totally. They also had like 16 beers. 16 beers, yeah. But, I mean, I'd, I'd like to see that, especially MMA. I think that that would be better for the sport. You know, you, you would... You know, some fighters are probably sticking, you know, like the CM Punks of the world, the straight edge. But no, 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 no. <laughs> let's not call him a fighter now. Okay. That might be an overestimation. Let's talk about overestimation. Punk. Let's talk about punk. Right? <laughs> All right. um, the one thing, well, I say one thing, okay. With CM Punk, 
I admire the fact that when he was unhappy with his role in his situation at the World WWE, that he simply just said, okay, I'm done. Did it suck no, as a fan? No, that's a good thing. Yeah, did it suck as a fan to kind of see him walk off and not uh, with some unfinished business? Yes. But at that same time, to go out, chase something that you want to do, okay, you get the opportunity to do so. That's great. But the opportunity was not earned in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I would say that if anything, it, it just was... And if I'm CM Punk, I would probably maybe reflect on what that decision was, if it was truly the best way to go at it. Because it was you, a novelty. It was a novelty, and that's how Dana White approached it. Yeah. And he, I felt, you know, and I think, yeah, Dana White's not exactly, I'm not saying he's on my shit list. He's not exactly the most likable person. No. You know, I think that. No, he's very much of the Vince McMahon mindset. The mindset and promotion, yes. but I think in overall terms, as a business person, I don't think he's anywhere in business league. No, he's not quite on his level. He has, he took a little underappreciated, almost stigmatized yeah, business. Very much stigmatized. And turned it into what I would call the largest fighting organization on earth. Yeah, ever. Yeah. He's done that, um, but at this point, you mean going back to when does greatness stop or when does success stop? I think right now he's, if anything, he's on that downslope. Oh yeah, you know when. Which it's right now it's leading towards higher ratings in certain instances. Higher ratings, but once again, does it? I mean, is it going to be better for you in the long run that you're getting these high ratings? What about your job, like? You're proving with the John Bone situation that you're clearly not, you have one precedent set for this group, but not for this one individual. That doesn't make you look like a visionary, much less a great boss or someone that you want to do business with. Yeah. So even as a newbie in this, that's where I root for a Bellator or Golden Boy. Hey, let's create these alternatives so that the people like myself who are getting into the sport even more and more can watch without having, you know, I want to see up-and-coming fighters. Yeah. I want to see some, you know, that there isn't going to be this looming controversy above that such and such popped, you know? And I'll make this prediction. I don't think Dana White will be a part of the UFC in five years. I think he'll be gone. I think at some juncture he'll be replaced out because... Especially if John Bones Jones fucks up again. Then I think at that point, you reassess his role, his business style, his direction. And I think, okay, you've clearly lost touch of what you initially did with this brand. Maybe it's time we, we, we rethink our uh, strategy here. I could see him being pushed out in less than five years and, you know, kind of just, there's no telling what that dude. He can go off, start another promotion. He still, I mean, he still has that name back Dana White, but I, I just don't see him. I'd be really surprised if he's gone within five years, but it is a possibility. Because yeah. it just kind of depends on how people keep reacting to some of the choices that they're making. Yeah. I mean, the Conor Khabib situation did not help the sport out whatsoever in terms of just maintaining the actual integrity of it. Yeah, it was a pro wrestling Should have been one of the most brilliant moments in UFC history, honestly. Should have? Should have been. Should have been. Yes. 
Should have, but it became a... McGregor had, he had reached a pretty high level in the sport at that point. He looked pretty unstoppable. He had just dismantled Jose Aldo. I mean, a two-year unbeaten champion runs at him, gets knocked out. He had kind of set up the beginnings of something. And Khabib dismantled him. Would you say that in that instance with Conor, Conor with Ronda too, that at the height of their popularity, that they became so mainstream that their training was affected by it, that because, of course, going to Conor, the Mayweather fight, the joke of a fight that that was his constant just more, I'm going to concentrate on the showmanship and not my actual training. Then you go with Ronda. I love Ronda to death, but, you know, when you're making movies, you're, you know, you got all these outside vendors, which that's great, but it's going to affect your training. Do you think that that... It will. You know... I think with those two examples, though... The pitfall... Connor did come out and say it started to affect his training. Okay. Now... How much truth was there to it or not, I don't know. But he did say that having to go to all the media circus mm-hmm. events and yeah. all that was interfering with his ability to train and yeah. to be where he wanted to be. I'm not sure how much I buy into it. Yeah. I think Khabib was just a much better fighter than he was. But that's kind of where he leans with it. Now, Rousey, dude, I just don't think she was ever properly trained. I agree with that. Uh, we both read her book. Yes. Um, great book. You know, going back to the fact that, well, she was successful before she even needed that trainer. Yeah. She's a fucking Olympian. The level she came in at was, well, it was not just unprecedented. Yeah. Throughout all of fighting history, we had watched Cyborg for a while. We had seen the old Gina Carano days. Mm-hmm. Rousey elevated everything. Yes. Immediately, she was that talented. She was that talented. Still is too. Yeah, she could still go against the same level of competitor she had been, and win a good percentage of the yeah. time, I think. Yeah. But she never really got the coaching and the training to deal with these other high-level fighters mm-hmm. as they kind of outgrew her. Yeah. So as they advanced and they're essentially their their training her opponents, if you will. They were slowly tra- dissecting her. Yeah, which I mean that's gonna happen. Oh yeah, I mean, the blueprints out You're there. You're gonna have an Amanda Nunes yeah. pop up. Yeah, pop up. I mean, there's always gonna and be a she challenger. Took to her. down everybody. She yeah. took everybody apart. Yeah, which of course in her case, there's gonna be somebody out there right now that is an unknown. They're training to come up and beat. Training to beat her. It's probably gonna happen. If it doesn't, then holy shit, but. That's the, the aspect of the, the training that what I find fascinating about MMA, I, I think work ethic is a science. And then sports, you know, when I look at a Ronda, I look at a Brock, even a Connor. A lot of these fighters that I admire, I, I really like to dissect their work ethic because yeah. I want to see what they're doing in the gym. I want to see their mental approach because it's like I tell my clients, this is very much a mental thing you're doing. 
you're coming in here to do the the physical aspect is the the easy part. It's it's physically taxing on you, but mentally the fact it's so much better for you mentally because you're just but you have to have the mental strength to the stick with strength it. for that and and, and to that, dedicate yourself to, dedicate to it. that and in this in the generation that we're currently surrounded by in the era that we are in yes you know their definition of living up and portraying and being and embodying hard work takes the work of copying and pasting a meme on their profile and maybe getting a few likes and those likes some way somehow validate them validate them um no and I'm and I'm not afraid to say that no and I got a lot of close family and I got a lot of close friends that do do that and that's where I come in and pretty much the buck stops there and there you have it folks the part two of the ramblings of mad men i thought that was a tremendous episode i really enjoyed talking mma with terrence terrence is once again a massive fan of mma you know and sitting down and watching a lot of the fights um, throughout this past year has been pretty it's been a learning experience you you see it from a different perspective you know from you know the perspective i used to have was more trivial you know something i'd catch every now and then but man i really enjoyed you know uh, talking it over with him he's got a um, you know his fandom is so far reaching that he's able to really you know dissect the sport from a very different perspective and and one that i'm really not used to talking about with people so ah sorry it was leg day i needed some water <laughs> but nevertheless uh, i thought the religious aspect of things was also a neat and unexpected uh, touch to the conversation uh, we both grew up in Hobbs, New Mexico, which apparently is a part of the Bible Belt. And currently, here, you know, I'm here in Lubbock, Texas, so, you know, religion is something that I, um, you know, Christianity and whatnot, it's something that I encounter on a daily basis in various ways, whether it be someone, you know, saying God bless you or I'll pray for you or whatever. And I can admit that talking about religion isn't the easiest thing for me to do, especially with um, people or a wide range of people such as on this podcast it's um you know it's kind of just like this looming idea you know a grand idea that you know essentially i've always had you know in my mind since i can remember and you know as i've gotten older it's uh it's an idea that's evolved and once again going back to what i said in the episode you know i'm not necessarily going to claim to be an atheist but at that same time you know it's it's really getting hard to be you know uh, to call myself um whatever i want to call myself you know I, I think i always lean towards the agnostic way uh, but you know especially after the week i've had it there's just a lot to all of this and that's what makes you know spirituality religion whatever you know an interesting concept because it is truly above all of us and in some regards i think that we were truly not meant to comprehend the entirety of it and i guess that's where faith comes in so um you know to each their own on whatever you believe in whether it be christianity judaism um you know islam 
you know, Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, all those uh, various constructs that we can find out there. So, you know, if you're an atheist, hey, you know, I know recently here in Lubbock, they had an atheist do the convocation prayer, whatever, at the city hall park and they were, everybody was freaking out, but me, of course. Um, I think there are more things in the world that we should be freaking out over. You know, if anything, you could talk to the atheists, get to know them, say, hey, what brought you to this? And learn from their perspective. We can all learn from each other if we're willing to do so. So, nevertheless, part three and the final part of the ramblings of mad men will come and drop fairly soon. I'm thinking Sunday will be the dropping point of the last episode of this uh, three-part ser series. So tune in for that one. It should be a fitting ending to it and a bit of a, well, sneak preview to something. I'll let y'all figure that one out. <laughs> So nevertheless, uh, once again, I got to give a massive, massive shout out to all my friends at the Department of Homeland Security and, you know, uh, other government workers, you know, during the shutdown, you know, as of today, I think we're on day 26 of this shutdown, which is, you know, it's unbelievable being a former government worker, being in a shutdown sucks. It's not fun. Um, I do appreciate the... Uh, the kindness from a lot of the various entities within the traveling industry and even the public with giving food and giving a lot of care packages to these TSA workers, it means the world to them. And there is something else I will touch upon before I end this podcast, but I want you to remember that when this shutdown will end and hopefully it does end soon, but when it does end, I want that kindness to continue. A lot of these TSA workers are they're tremendous people tremendous people a lot of them are retirees veterans current you know current service people you know teachers just for people from all walks of life all walks of life you got 21 year old students who are doing this to make a good living while they're going to school you got single mothers you got single fathers doing this job to provide for their families and you know, when this shutdown does end, I just hope that the kindness that we're seeing, you know, being shown to these TSOs across the nation, I hope it continues because, I mean, I did that job for nine years and I know and have seen and have heard a lot of the negative things that the passengers, you know, have said. I've had a lot of that stuff said my way. It's not the easiest thing to just sit there and take, but... Um, I just truly hope that this is a, you know, a, a turn in the right direction for the public perception of TSA. They do catch, you know, as an entity, they do catch a lot of things. And I say they, you know, I, I've actually gotten better not saying we anymore. But, um, you know, I'll, I still will always feel connected to that agency and the TSOs out there. So, you know, I just hope that this really does end soon. I know this is kind of an extension of what... Um, I didn't plan this. <laughs> it just came out, you know, and it is very frustrating to, to continue to hear about it and see about it. And, you know, I, 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 on a daily basis, I still talk with the TSOs here in Lubbock, Texas, and a few over in Seattle and all over the country. And, you know, they are hurting folks. So, you know, just um, if you ever going on a flight here in the near future, you know, whether the shutdown's still going on or not. 
just remember there is a human being behind that badge there is a human being behind that uniform we do clock in and we do clock out and yeah there i go saying we <laughs> but just remember that you know they're human too they got lives they got they got mouths to feed they got a roof to hold over their heads they got a bank account to keep full there is a rea reality in all of this and so you know let's hope that those um well, quote unquote, human beings and quote unquote leaders in DC can uh, get their crap together, get this taken care of. And, you know, let's just get this country rolling again. So <laughs> just how to get off, get that off my chest. So nonetheless, uh, this is the Cerebral Fit Podcast. Tune in to part three of the ramblings of Mad Men coming to a podcast near you.